This is a yelling podcast. From poking at you to plans and everything in between, this is Magnified Pod, the only podcast that discusses culture, religion, politics, and the entire discography of everyone's favorite left coast punks, MXPX. And we're back. Yeah. Yeah. My name is Andrew Phelan. I am the one that does the introduction to the show. This is what my voice sounds like. <laughs> and sitting next to me... I am John Potter. I am the one who did not like the song Invitation to Understanding <laughs> enough for anybody, and I apologize <laughs> for being terrible. Um, yeah, you you got a little bit of... You got a little bit of... Um, Mostly, mostly from one person, but yeah, they were, they were a little unhappy with your position and your take on that song. I think I'm fairly out of step with <laughs> the MXPX fandom on Slowly, because... It would, it would seem as, as much. I like it, but I think our differences on it were reflected in the many comments we got uh, yeah. about me not sharing the same favorite songs well you know it's it's crazy because my reactions to you (laughs) were happening in real time (laughs) because i didn't know you had those opinions (laughs) those wrong opinions either or either (laughs) uh throwback to our last ep yes so the reason we're calling out what our names sound like is because some people um rightly so don't know they don't have our name and voice down just yet what it's it's a little i'm a little hurt i know to be frank yeah but i won't be frank because i'm andrew and i don't want to confuse anybody it's easy to get confused because if you saw the pictures of us in high school we both had ball chain necklaces <laughs> and open flannel shirts and 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 gelled hair. gelled hair and we were attracting all the ladies you know <laughs> so i don't i don't blame anybody too much Mm-mm. but we have a lot to cover in this episode but some of the things we want to talk about are things that we haven't been able to talk about on the eps because this is our first ep that we're recording yeah. since we launched and since we've started putting out episodes. So our last episode was slowly going the way of the Buffalo and we recorded that sometime in June. June yeah. And now it's so probably almost a month ago mm-hmm. was when we recorded our last episode. So we wanted to talk about feedback we've been getting, uh, some corrections that we've been getting a couple mysteries mm. that have been solved. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> and also, we have an episode coming out later. Uh, it's an interview episode uh, that was the week that the Let's Ride video came out, the artwork came out, and when everybody started losing their minds. So... Um, but that will be coming out later, but we still in this episode want to talk about those, uh, the two songs, Let's Ride and Rolling, Rolling Strong that have come out and everybody's reactions. Uh, but John, what do you think, 
What do you think about some of the feedback we've been getting so far? Yeah, I apologize for making jokes about no one contacting us because <laughs> when we were recording them, we felt like we were in a vacuum, and now people are actually yeah. interacting with us. So, well, I, I I didn't I when you start when you start a podcast, you don't really imagine right anybody really caring because it's a super specific podcast. It's kind of a labor of love, mm-hmm. and yeah, you don't really anticipate anyone. Especially, should we shout out uh, our interaction with Mike? Sure. (laughs) So uh, our buddy, our one and only Mike Herrera, reached out to us um, in encouragement, question mark, of our (laughs) venture here, saying that he had listened but was confused because he thought it was an MXPX podcast, (laughs) and instead we were talking about uh, religion and various other things. So. Perhaps representative of more listeners, uh, if you want to skip ahead to album discussion, uh, you can always feel free to do that. Yeah, but, uh, we won't we won't hold it against you, and and that's sort of being my first interaction with Mike mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> I almost shit myself because I felt so. I like I felt my entire body start shutting down. Ooh. I was like, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, he still said some nice stuff. He did. Too. No, he did. But it it just felt like, oh, no. I, I, Mike. <laughs> yeah, but it's it, to be fair, if in that first episode, you have to go forward like 45 <laughs> yeah. minutes yeah. before we actually get into the album. True. But I mean, through the that first chunk of yeah. po- the Poconacci episode, we... We do have some MXPX stuff. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> Come on, man. Why aren't, um, you, why aren't you listening and dissecting every minute of all of our episodes? You don't have pretty, anything else going on. It is pretty wild. Like, if you would have told 15-year-old us that Mike was going to be talking to us about something he had worked on. Uh, it's pretty no. weird. Shouts also to uh, Leonor Ortega from Fiverr and Frenzy, who... Yep. Also, if I were 16 um, and had been seeing some of the comments she's been leaving for us, would have had a heart attack. So, yeah, it's thanks. it's it is very surreal looking back um, at the kind of fans we were and are now. Mm-hmm. And as adults and with the way social media is now, the ease of interaction yeah. um, versus like in 1996 97 98 how what i mean you couldn't like i'm gonna sit down and write a letter longhand or send somebody will see it like i think i did send an email to some email address that i found for mxpx um i don't know where i found it but i did get a response nice allegedly from yuri oh oh wow okay um and it was like a one-line thing I don't I don't know what the email address was, but some but some someone signed it Yuri, and That's I'm assuming cool. it was him. But why don't we have it printed out and framed? Next I do. To our... I do oh. have it printed well, out somewhere. Let's find it. I'm gonna have to find it. I wanted to do a quick uh, thank you to folks for sending their stories, for um, sharing their top three songs mm-hmm. as well. Also for sending in a version of the list, which we've referenced of yes. side-by-side Christian and mm-hmm. secular bands who you should listen to, which we had said, if anybody's seen it, let us know. And somebody sent it in. 
and shouts to uh, getting the ham sandwich page <laughs> of the teen NIV Bible sent to us, which I also said, if anybody's seen that, let me know. Uh, we referenced that on a previous episode, so if you have no idea what I'm talking about, that is what I am saying. Yeah, do you do you have that um, that link pulled up somewhere? Oh, gosh, because um, mm. did because I think you, I think maybe you texted texted it to, it to me, and it was it was a screenshot. Yeah, of it was blurry. Yeah, it it was definitely whatever teen study extreme <laughs> Bible or whatever. Okay, here, uh, biblical, no, biblecritical.blogspot, reading and critically reviewing the Bible in 365 days. Um, so this is the, is a, uh, was a blog that was looking at things critically. So the blog wasn't the one that published the, the metaphor, right. but it's from January 8th, 2010, sex isn't a ham sandwich. Mm. Physical hunger can easily be satisfied by eating some food. Mm -hmm. However, the sex drive isn't like hunger, and intercourse (laughs) isn't a ham sandwich. The grossest sentence ever. (laughs) Sex isn't just physical, it's spiritual too. God's design for sex is very specific. One man and one woman within legal bonds of marriage. Kids. (laughs) You know... Just extreme, extreme <laughs> radical. <laughs> All that was like in a cartoon bubble coming out of like a skateboard or something. No, it wasn't. No, that no, bad. that but, um, that would have made it a lot more cringy than it already is. I'm just glad to get confirmation that this stuff wasn't like a fever dream. No, <laughs> but real. but part of me wishes that because when you mentioned the ham sandwich thing, I was like. I mean, could that have been like from some sort of like <laughs> right. shitty youth group like handout or something and not actually published <laughs> in a Bible for humans to read? Shots fired Zondervan or whoever. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. It was probably 100% Zondervan. Zondervan. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So before we get too far, too much further since we're already talking about previous episodes we do have to make a couple corrections the first um and i know that you come to expect from our crystal reputation Mm -hmm. that we wouldn't make any mistakes right however did i say crystal i meant i think i meant sterling reputation (laughs) I, i got it Various kinds of silver. <laughs> Various kinds of shiny objects yeah. related to our reputation. Mm-hmm. But our first episode, and I think we maybe skirted the line on this one, but we made uh, a statement, I think I may have made it, that that MXPX didn't release an album under the name magnified plaid right and i so their poconatra album very clearly on the front it says mxpx Mm -hmm. however on the side of the jewel case Mm -hmm. it does say magnified plaid yeah i think they all did in retrospect like that seems familiar now 
but our jewel All cases are long gone. Oh, I yeah. Know. I definitely didn't keep my jewel cases. I Is that like bad? Should I have kept the jewel cases? Did you recycle them? Definitely not. <laughs> well, then it's bad. <laughs> I, I threw... Jewel I, cases and straws are causing... Well, yep. Problems. So I'm... Well, well, good thing that... Best Buy is no longer selling CDs. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, news and, to me. Well, yeah, that was where I bought my first MXPX CD. Oh, yeah, right. So I thought it was good he got it for some no, reason. No, I did, I did, I got slowly going okay. the way the Buffalo okay. at the same goodie. Got it. And the Renaissance EPA also got a goodie. Okay. Goodie got it. Goodie got it. Um, but, so anyway, uh, but people did point out that we like orange station wagons, yeah. was, did say magnified plaid. However, <laughs> if you listen back to the tape, <laughs> uh, they didn't release an album under the name magnified plaid. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I foolishly said, I think when they released I like orange station wagons, they were calling themselves MXPX by that point. And I was wrong. You were wrong. However... I yeah I didn't they it wasn't an album right it was just a demo demo tape that was given to Aaron Sprinkle Mm -hmm. and it was not a real full album anyway we stand corrected there was some gray area with when (laughs) with when they were still being called MXPX magnified plaid but depends on what your definition of album is Never mind. <laughs> well, I mean, are we getting a little Bill Clinton here? Yes, but uh, unnecessarily so. Moving along. I did not have an album <laughs> called Magnified Plaid. He always says that. <laughs> oh, Slippery Will. Whatever they call him. Slick Willie. Slick Willie, yeah. Um, the second correction was from Life in General about... Blink 187. Uh. And from this was from our from our boy at MXPX memes. Our main buddy. Our main boy. Shouts to you. Shouts Daniel. Shouts to Daniel. You're our you're our dude. Thanks for thanks for supporting us and adding us um, on the reg. But he explained to me that for a significant period of time uh, they were Blink-182 was just Blink. And at that point, during the release of Life in General, they weren't, they were still Blink. Right. And um, so maybe there was some... the folklore was that they added 182 because in the movie Scarface, they say fuck 182 times. Not confirmed. Not Uh, confirmed. We can... um, Seems like a lot of times. Are the Blink-155 pod or... Or MXPX memes, you can you can hook us up with all the blink, mm-hmm. with all the blink deets. Yes. Um, at this at this point, those are the only corrections Phew. that I'm aware of. That from from two episodes, if I'm if I'm missing some sort of glaring errors, yeah, then then hit us up. Yeah. Uh, John, we we are quite the detectives. Mm. If I may say Are so. Are we watching the detectives? Or is that Elvis Costello? Is it? We'll get into Elvis Costello. We'll get, into, we'll get into Elvis Costello. 
<laughs> Watch another tip. That okay? Yeah, I just got it. Okay, not, I was not great anyway. I was. Great yeah, song, no, man. that was an excellent joke. <laughs> Thanks, man. This is some solid riffing right here. <laughs> you said detective, and I know a song that has that yeah, word. I. It took me. It took. That's that's always the sign of a great joke. <laughs> when the processing of it, uh-huh. and then you're just like, oh, now let me repeat <laughs> the joke. You see. And see the thing. Um, I almost went into a Cosby. I could, I could sense it coming, and I'm glad you aborted. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I pumped the brakes in my Cosby. No one wants to hear a Cos in, in 2018. Nah. So, mysteries. Scooby, 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 where are you? We got some things to do now. Scooby, Scooby, where are you? We need some help from you now. John, do you want to tackle mystery the first? Sure. Well... Are we talking cover or... We are. Okay, so Andrew had mentioned on a previous ep, probably the one about life in general, because that's what we're talking about. Um, we never knew what the... We are the de- quite the detectives, <laughs> yes. did I say? Everybody's watching us. We are the detectives. and the Private eyes right. watching you. <laughs> the t-shirt of the jock on the cover of life in general says something that we were never really sure what it said, and... We had talked about Coop, the artist, how he did that iconic cover, how great it was. And I think, so you posted on Instagram, which, by the way, give us a follow on Instagram yes. or Twitter at Magnified Pod. Yes, please. Um, please. <laughs> please. 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 <laughs> particularly. This, we, are, we are so close to shutting down. <laughs> particularly on Twitter, which seems to be uh, lagging behind. We are, yeah, we're seriously lagging. We have, we have maybe... Four times, five times the followers on, on the Instagram. Gram. Yeah, hit us on the gram. Hit us on the gram. Um, but anyway, we were like, Andrew posted, does anybody know Coop, right? Did you yeah. tag him? No, I, I tagged him yeah. in, in the original post. I said, you know, that we've wondered what the shirt says because you can kind of make out an I or an X and maybe mm-hmm. like an e or a b maybe at the end and then an r and a t several people gave some theories so some people gave some theories and i tagged coop hoping like not really um expecting anything but px chris who um he's kind of the the social media guy for mxpx said that that the text of the shirt was added after the original concept sketch. Mm, getting closer and, to the truth. And that we, a lot of us had uh, incorrectly assumed that the B was for Bremerton. Bremerton right. Which, um, for over 20 years of my life... I think everyone has assumed. Yes, I mean, because be that's the, the most re- reasonable thing to assume. Yeah. Um, which again would lead us to wonder well then what is on mm-hmm. the shirt because nothing i thought maybe that second word was bremerton we, you could but... you could reasonably assume that but yeah. wondering what that first word was and so people were sending out there um and then so i was like you know what where is coop from maybe that would give me hmm. an idea it's good detecting as to where he was you're like batman <laughs> pretty i'm pretty much pretty much batman um so he he actually is um from tulsa and i was looking around the area and i found a high school 
called Bixby High School, mm. and their mascot is the Spartan. Mm. And so I posted that, and not long after after that, Coop actually responded, confirming confirmed that the shirt that the jock is wearing says Bixby Spartans. And the jacket is a B for Bixby. Is a B for Bixby, not Bremerton. So you're so, welcome, everyone. You're, yeah, you're welcome. Even though, actually, somebody did respond um, that it's Bixby Spartans after, well, like, before. Okay. So somehow somebody knew, but sure. I don't think this, it was a widely no. known. You're welcome, some people. <laughs> you're welcome, people who maybe weren't in the know with Coop. Mm-hmm. I feel like that B, we really blew some minds with that one. Yeah. I, I mean, I was, I, I was surprised. I had to pull my car over and collect myself. <laughs> you were weeping openly. <laughs> this changes everything. Um, the, the second, um, and we, we came by, by this one totally by accident. Uh, so in our interview episode that should we should we wait until sure reveal and, it's okay. a very special episode it's, it's super special but it's nobody from mxpx it's no, <laughs> <laughs> yes um it was a, it's a great interview it's a little it's a it's a it's magnified pod after hours <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's it's magnified pod with whiskey <laughs> it's, whiskey <laughs> oh that's I terrible that's terrible on the mic the mic Yes, my bad, okay. So, okay, we were having an interview with somebody who knows the band personally, and we brought it up, like, hey, here's one of those things we've always wondered. Well, we had posted about that, too. We did. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's what we, I, I made that meme, right. the milk carton meme about Bry. Because <laughs> we, we had wondered on the Life in General episode, talking about the song Study Humans, whether right. Bry was a real person. Why were we wondering well, that? Oh. No, the, well, well, was it, I mean, the Study Humans oh, is from Teenage, Teenage Politics. Politics. Ugh, another correction. God, Glad you caught it live. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we were like, why did he rhyme Bry with I? Clearly, that's not a real person. Yeah. It's However. Because it's, it, Bry is not a name that I've ever heard of in my life. So we asked the, this, the guy we interviewed if um, he knows. And he's like, I don't know. Want me to text Mike right now? And we said, yes, yes, do it. Text him right now. And he's like, okay, so, and so he texted Mike in Study Humans, is Bry a real person? Mike was like, deep what the cut, hell? He, he said, deep cut nerd question. And Mike replied, yes, period, real person. <sighs> so that was the waves, the, the waves of pleasure and relief <laughs> that washed totally. over me. Yeah. The fact that these sort of small, relative not relatively extremely insignificant things <laughs> that matter only to a longtime mxpx fan to learn that it's bixby spartans and that bry <laughs> is an actual real person in real life yeah and i can only imagine that bry is a listener I, of the pod assume um bry i would Bri, still like to hit 
have you hit us up. Yeah, hit us up. We'll do an interview uh, at Bremerton Bry underscore. um, Real person. (laughs) Real humans backslash studyhumans.org. Um, so, <laughs> mysteries, so, mysteries solved. Until solved. next time, wrap them up. Take them away, boys. In the last two weeks, at least two or maybe two or three weeks, MXPX has dropped. Two new songs. This is a big deal. From their upcoming album. And everybody has been losing their minds. Because first off, Let's Ride. Um, super amazing song. But the music video, I think, is what was really connecting with people especially people who've been with the band for so long and have um, ha- have their have families of their own. Mm-hmm. It, it just, on, on so many different emotional levels, it really was hitting, hitting a lot of people. So um, I want to play a little bit of Let's Ride from the upcoming self-titled album, mm. MXPX. sounds really Really good good on that song we got to watch the video and see the album artwork a little early humble brag we did and uh it kind of blew our minds (laughs) yeah i can't say what this sounds maybe a little patronizing whatever it was such a relief to hear it and love it like i i really love these new songs yeah and the video was great the album artwork was like yeah. so epic, yeah. which we'll get to in a little bit, I think. Yeah. But um, yeah, I the song is great. It I feel like it walks a really nice line between kind of melodic and epic sounding, kind of a mature sound for them, but it retains a punk feel that I like a lot. So yeah, I into I, it. Yeah, I think I resonate with that quite a bit. That it 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 it's not syrupy pop punk right and that it's it does have that maturity that 
something that I can grab onto and I can be like, oh yeah, I, I have these, especially watching the video and watching kids be, you know, bullied or feeling, feeling alienated or, mm-hmm. you know, trying to find a community to be a part of. Or a girl with an MXPX shirt at the coffee shop <laughs> or bar or whatever they were. I mean, I think we all wish we had had some of that back in the day. And then, and then, it was the following Friday. Yeah, it was. It was just a week between the two, right? That that's that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rolling Strong dropped, and this was a much different. Yeah direction than the last song this was like in your face let's get ready let's get ready to rock fuzzy distorted Another way, I was also really pleased to hear some Yuri fast yeah, drumming. Yeah, this is like back to the straight, straight ahead fast right. punk sound, which yeah. I remember you saying after we heard Let's Ride, and I was enthusing about it. You were like, "Yeah, it's great. I hope they get to like a real fast punk song." Soon. Yeah, and then they did right yeah. away. And so they definitely delivered. It was also wild to see the explicit tag on Spotify yeah. next to the song. Well, it's, it's a first for them. Yeah, definitely a first and also a little bit unwarranted. Unwarranted <laughs> they and say to use ass it, and damn, yeah. right? To use to use a Johnism all of the eye roll emojis. <laughs> who who just like did they put that in? How does that work? Yeah. Um ass it's it's maybe I, it gets I, an auto explicit like i don't know how the maybe like the lyrics are fed in right. and then it and it generates it or something but either this, way this is hard like and and the dam flies by so quickly that you probably wouldn't even right notice it but but i also want to call out this little portion of the song Ugh. i love it it's so rad It, rem- it reminds me a little bit of um, the theme fiasco yeah. in that it's just sort of like, whoa, yeah. when did when has MXPX played anything like that that is sort of I don't I don't even know what, what to call it. I mean it's not as dirty or yeah. as like rough as theme fiasco, but it's it it definitely is sort of in that like mm-hmm. 
curveball sort of like oh this is different for them this is kind of new yeah uncharted territory in a sense one of the things we were saying on the slowly episode was that i really like all these little kind of interludes in the songs they kind of break into different sections um was that that episode sure yeah um and yeah to have a little additional part there felt kind of like older mxpx with this little cool part out of nowhere um i also really love those rancid-esque cascading bass lines up and down love the sound of that right um and it continues uh your love for their touring life songs. Uh, it's in that vein. So shouts to that. Um, yeah, I, maybe I'll say something a little controversial here, but I'm going to lose my MXPX cred even more after not including invitation to understanding in my top three. Um, but I don't know their last three albums well at all. (laughs) I kind of had fallen off after, before everything and after and i know them a little bit and and i'm looking forward to getting into them in future episodes and and listening more but this like might be my favorite thing i've heard of theirs in a long time (laughs) like if the other songs are in this vein on the album like it might be my favorite in like 20 years so (laughs) we'll see but i i think if you once you start getting into panic okay I think I think you'll and in even um I think if you give panic secret weapon and plants within plans uh a decent listen mm-hmm. um I think you, that'll change your mind a little okay. bit because it's a little hyperbolic. Well, no, I mean panic is a great album. Mm-hmm. Um and I think um, and I don't want to, you know, get too ahead sure. of ourselves here, but um, Plans Within Plans is also extremely solid. So, but okay, we we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Just to say, I'm excited about the direction they're headed in. One hundred, including the album artwork. Should we get to that? Yes. So, uh, John Nissen, as we had discussed, returned to do the album artwork here. Um, it's, he's the guy who designed the original Pokenacha Punk, who I believe, and this might be another potential correction fodder for future episodes, but I think it's the first time the Pokenacha Punk has appeared on a non-Christmas, non-belt buckle, <laughs> MXPX-sanctioned studio album in 23 years? Yeah, it's, you know, um, I mean, he's shown up on the Let It Happens, right. on... Some of the compilations. Some of the compilation stuff, 10 years and running. But that's not like a real release, man. It's, I mean, he's, he's made his appearances, but in, in a sense that like he is the artwork, right? He is the front artwork. Yeah. I think when we, when we got that email that, (laughs) That said that John Nissen was finishing. Yeah. I was like, yes. Yeah. That is that is so awesome. It's such relief. And the fact that the punk is smiling. Yeah. And that he's I love that he's happy. He's happy. It he's, looks like pretty instantly iconic. Yeah. Like we were talking about the slowly cover art being kind of like, uh, this one yeah. feels like this is like in the MXPX canon. You know, I got in I got into a little discussion with 
um, MXPX memes over um, what constitutes an extended universe, um, <laughs> MXPX punk, and the, I guess there are some jokes, oh, right, right, right. jokes about how he only has one, one ear, ear right. and that I was saying that he, you know, that there are times when you see both ears and and they're saying that when you <laughs> Those see aren't canon. when when you see the other side of his head it's just it's just a like a mirrored image but but i was saying that yeah you can see both of his ears on they but he was saying that's an extended universe it's not right. it's not a real it's not canon but so but he was sort of just playing so one final thing about the album artwork which i realized listening back to an episode that i did not share this i don't think i've ever told you this but I also aspired to be a cartoonist when I was mm, growing up. Yes. Like, to the extent that I toured Cal Arts when I was a kid. I really wanted wow. to go there. That's where all the animators went. I did, like, a private mentoring thing with this guy who was working in animation on, like, Spider-Man and Animaniacs. This is in the 90s. And I was, like, on the path to being a cartoonist. And then, yeah, I got to, like ap art in high school and realized everybody else was better than me so i gave up on that dream but john nissen's artwork as uh, both of us were once aspiring cartoonists we've talked about how important it was to when we were kids and doodling the px punk and all our stuff like just how cool it is to to see it again yeah it 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 is it is just absolutely so iconic and nostalgic to look back at these albums and look at the artwork and to see it again yeah. and to feel like sort of new life breathed into yeah. this this iconic logo, but also a new personality. Mm-hmm. It just makes it just makes the punk feel a little bit more real. And speaking of punks, mm. John. Uh-huh. Um have you received your Poconatcha Punk doll? Well, I didn't order one. You didn't? No. I think we decided you were going to get that, I, and I would be satisfied with seeing yours okay. and interacting with it. And I got the Horns EP, which you, is still a ways away from coming. No, that's that's completely reasonable. Um, I, on the other hand, am jealous of all the poking at your punks that i'm seeing what the hell on instagram that people are tweeting he has his own instagram account now (laughs) um people are speculating wildly as to who it is Mm. but i today i was like it would be so great if i opened up the door to my apartment building and, and saw his little face was just <laughs> looking at you. He, he opens the door for me come on in welcome home i don't know why, why does he talk like that i don't know he he's sounds a prospector oh there's gold in these hills <laughs> i i mean he's on the west coast we can right, only assume yeah, he you know <laughs> spent some time in the mines he spent some time in the mines with a little pan shaking a tiny little poking at your punk sized pan <laughs> Um, Someone do this uh, artwork, please. <laughs> yeah, he's everybody else is normal sized. So, are we assuming then the Poconatcha? Okay, I just had this a terrifying thought. Okay, so can you just imagine for a moment a 
and a poke the poking at your punk as in like a real human sized person. Yeah, I'm glad that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> because like as a tiny little doll, it's like, oh, it's yeah. adorable. But if he was like a human sized person in yeah. in his cartoon form, it would be a little bit it'd yeah. be a little bit intimidating. Yep. To quote you on the Teenage Politics episode, this guy's coming to fuck your day up. <laughs> so that's what it would look did like. I, did I say that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'm hilarious. Um, well done. Anyway. Anyway. Where is your punk? Where is Mike's my punk? Mom. Yeah. Let's. Ooh, we're uh, tossing Michelle Herrera under the bus right now. Yeah, never mind. I'll Every- take it back. Everybody's working super hard. I, I guess I was just, I was starting to have, I'm actually not angry. I'm just jealous and like so excited <laughs> for the day because as everybody knows, we've all wanted one of these mm-hmm. for forever. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw that they were finally getting shipped out, I thought, it's imminent. This is going to ha- it's right. any any moment now. Probably about and, the same time they come to play a show here, right? Well, mm. Mm, yeah, so like when is that? Oh. We're we're throwing out all <laughs> the shade. Yeah. All We've the shade right now. High we're on we're our getting, own yeah, we're getting a little <laughs> and it's a hot mic. Listen, hot mic in more ways than one. Uh, I just want to spend the day with the punk and I just can't wait to see what you're going to do with him when you get him. You're going to take I, him out for some lunch. Well, he's literally go never going to leave my side ever again. <laughs> it's he's going to be at work with me. He's going to be at <laughs> these episodes. Yes. He's going to be an ever present at the show. He's going to be at the show. I will. Should I take him to a future show and have him signed? Yes, yes, he should. I should also pre-order another one just to have get signed by the band. I think so. I think I'm gonna absolutely do that. Um, not at the moment, but I will. Good. Um, okay. So, are you? You have anything else you want to talk about um, regards it. to the the new stuff that they released? Are you good? Let's put ourselves back in the year 2000. One other thing to talk about is actually seeing the footage that people have been posting from the shows Mm -hmm. that they played with Slick Shoes, which I'm also, I'll just say that I'm super excited about a new Slick Shoes record because I started revisiting the records last week after seeing them play this live show. The original Rusty lineup Mm. is back recording it. It's so and I, I listened to Rusty again several times last week, and God, those songs are so good, with the exception of the um, anti-abortion song, which is a little, yeah. at least, it's it's a jam, but, you know, the... Does it hold up? It doesn't hold up. Nah, bro. <laughs> nah, it doesn't. But that album is still really, really solid. But seeing um, MXPX play and seeing them just crush these songs and seeing everybody get super pumped. And also just that Slick Shoes sounds really good. Cool. And they haven't put out an album in 15 years. And these four dudes haven't, they weren't, this iteration wasn't the last Mm -hmm. band. So I'm just excited to hear hear what they come up with and when they start releasing more stuff because they have one 
they only have one song out now. Okay. Um, but did you did you see that clip of Mike breaking, breaking up, up the fight? Breaking up the fight. I did with the um, with the with the help of a couple other people. Yeah. But way to um, go, Mike. Um, but I thought it was like, you know, a comment I made was, who who goes to an MXPX show mm-hmm. and starts shit. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand um, why, like, what do you, everybody's there to have a good time. This is not like, this isn't like a, you know, a straight edge hardcore show. Right. And then like somebody's there and is drinking a beer and you're like, how dare you? This is straight edge or whatever. Um, this is, MXPX and Slick Shoes, everybody is happy and it excited. It feels so good that we should share. Like, that's where we're at. Exactly. That's the kind of show. It's a feel-good show. People, you know, maybe people got in for free. Who knows? But um, but also, um, when I, Jackson, um, helped break it up, Tom Wisniewski was, he came in hot with some jokes. <laughs> helped him to break up that tension mm-hmm. um but i like that mike was just like nah this is this is a show let's mm-hmm. just cool it let's have a safe environment for everybody to just enjoy the show and i thought that was i thought it was really rad it was a really sort of encouraging um thing thing to see that he's like looking out for the fans looking out for the people who bought tickets to oh. see a show and not be like have some assholes causing problems. Right. So I thought that was, I thought that was really rad. And seeing all the pictures that people were like, this is me with a band meeting them for the first time, mm-hmm. or a picture of like them at this show, and then a picture of them when they were 14 or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, man, I get it. Yeah. And I have never met any of them. Not yet. You know, I've not, ooh. <laughs> Not yet. I'm hoping that they still have this this uh, meet meet every fan or hang out after the show policy when they roll through Chicago, Illinois for a show with in, ninety pound wuss. With ninety pound wuss, I don't I know. That maybe they just seem to remember that as a possibility. Screeching but, weasel. That would be. I'm into that. That would be. That'd actually be pretty rad. That seems possible. A screeching weasel, um, maybe. So MXPX screeching weasel. What about um, 88 Fingers Louie? Yeah. Another Chicago band. They're they're actually playing a. They're playing the show this weekend actually, um, but yeah. Let's let's just start. Okay. What? Here's something for our listeners. <laughs> Put together your if MXPX were to tour in your hometown. That's good. What would MXPX can bring on? What do you say? Two, two or three, two bands. Sure. We'll say MXPX two of your hometown bands. What would be your like MXPX? Then who? Two two other bands. Um, That's good. I like I like the idea of a screeching weasel. I'd have to give some thought to some other. Yeah. Um, other Chicago punk bands that would make Lawrence the, Arms. Lawrence Arms would Rise be, Against mm, doesn't quite make it. No, I mean I wouldn't, but I think this is a good exercise. I'll keep 
I'll keep thinking. Alistair. Mm, I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff. No, out that's here. that's that's fair. Um, there's some other. There are probably some more like smaller. Ballydows, remember them? <laughs> oh my God, that's that's were they were they Japuza? Probably. I mean that that sounds, sounds right. That sounds right. Shouts to anyone who knows what we're talking about. <laughs> John. Yes. The year 2000. In the year 2000. In the year 2000. Yep. Shouts to Conan O'Brien, old sketch from like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Yep. LOL. So, John, you were probably 17 in the year 2000. Correct. I was 16. Um, in February of 2000 and can I can I ask did you were you nervous at all um, New Year's of 1999 going into Y2K were you nervous about Y2K I don't think I gave it much thought no how about you no I was definitely no I was a thousand percent not concerned about it Um, I think the only people who were concerned about it were people who were maybe into computers right. thinking like oh no it's gonna go back to zero it's gonna cause pandemonium and like good computer voice <laughs> yep it's it's sort of like bordering on the <laughs> professor frank <laughs> exactly um but yeah there there was but there was a, i can't believe that was such a huge thing people were like stockpiling food and water like coming up with like bomb shelters and thinking <laughs> that like that like people were legitimately concerned that it was like nuclear weapons were accidentally gonna, right. gonna uh. like there was no there was no protections nukes are just gonna start firing off because of computers were i don't know why but <laughs> what a quaint time yes <laughs> Now we're just more concerned about nuclear weapons um, intentionally going off, not accidentally. Yeah. Um, So year 2000, what what was going on in the life of John Potter? What was going on for me? Well, we'll get to it a little later, but my my band was in full swing. Um, We may take a listen to what we were up to as teenagers in a bit here. Um, Uh, do we do we want to? Yeah, let's let's. Should we get, should we go for it? No. No, let's. let's okay. Let's Hold wait. On. Let's Hold talk. On. Let's Pump talk. Breaks. Let's talk about bands that were actually good. Sure. Before we get in, but I will in defense. Uh-huh. I have listened to a little bit of the Tiger Jack. Uh-huh. You know, in in hearing you talk about it, it's actually not as cringy as I thought it was going to be. So my one of your two bands you'd want to reunite and play with MXPX. <laughs> um, um, that have to be in Minneapolis. Oh right, okay. So well, sorry, I'm you, for that. you can't, you yep. can't, um, you can't encroach. I'll I'll reach out to Ace Troubleshooter, see what we can. Are they are they Minneapolis? Yeah. Oh, Brad. <laughs> yes, dude. But they they um they put out what three albums? They put out their weird. they put out their um their uh, debut. And then mm. they put out the madness of the crowds. Right. And then I think there was like one album yeah, after that. Yeah, I don't that. think I paid attention to that one. <laughs> the madness of the crowds? No, no. The, the final one. The fi- me neither. 
the self-titled one was the one I really got oh, down. Oh man, on. yeah. What was that? Um, what was that? That first. There's like there was one song. It was Denise. Denise. Yeah. De- oh yeah. Jam. Yeah. Th- this first Southeast 101. Denise tonight. Mm. Oh, those are all good. First Corinthians 13. Of course, everybody. But yeah, the but then on the madness of the crowd. Um, they tried to capture that that Denise love with another song called Amanda. Like mm. let's just let's just have another another girl song title. Um, this isn't the MXPX podcast. <laughs> um, okay, so um, you weren't concerned about Y two K. Neither was I. We survived sixteen seventeen. What were you other than MXPX? Um, what were you jamming on? In okay, so actually, let me preempt that. Yeah. So, uh, let, uh, slowly going the way of the Buffalo came out in '98, and then the Ever Passing Moment came out in 2000, mm-hmm. and a significant number of uh, pop punk albums. Yeah. Came out in that time mm-hmm. that were pretty are now pretty iconic and mm-hmm. important for the pop punk scene mm-hmm. i know what i was listening to were you because i think i sent you some of my list mm-hmm. were you listening to some of that same stuff i think so at least some of it yeah what were you, what was on your list i mean so this is like 98 well, through 2000 yeah what was in your discman <laughs> my discman um i mean Dylan Jafor's Midwestern Songs of the Americas came out around then. Dropkick Murphy's Do or Die, Suicide Machines Battle Hymns, Rancid's Life Life Won't Wait. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I mean, Blink Cinema of the State came out in '99. Yep. Uh, what else? I mean, No Effects's Pump Up the Valium came out in 2000. But like non-punk stuff too was also that was. I mean, yeah, this is like. <laughs> Music never gets better than the ages like fifteen to seventeen. <laughs> no, but it, no. it was a great time. I mean, there was also uh, Fugazi's End Hits came out in ninety eight. Miseducation of Lauren Hill, Beastie Boys, Hell and Nasty, Massive Attacks, Mezzanine, Hybrid uh, Theory by Linkin Park. <laughs> yeah, not not among my regular rotation. I I picked that up. I was. You were in. I was super into Linkin Park during that time. I kind of liked their like EP with Jay Z. I was into that. Really? I never heard that. We were in college at that point. Oh, were we? Yeah, I was, cool. was not. I got I got into metal and hip hop in college, okay. as as you do. Right. Um, I was all about those those two newfound glory albums mm. that dropped because. How could you not? If you were into pop punk, you had nothing gold can stay, and then their their self titled that came out in two thousand. Those albums were. I missed out on the whole newfound glory. Newfound glory no? train. I'm pretty sure I saw them play with MXPX, but I never really got into them. Oh man, yeah. I so, but this will make sense when we come to this later. But I've been digging through all of my CDs. In the past week, and I found my the gold. Maybe it was um, Memorex. I don't remember what it was, but the the burned copy. Sorry, newfound glory. The burned copy of Nothing Gold Can Stay. Hmm. I don't know who 
who gave it to me or where I got it, but oh man, I was all about that. I did purchase the 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 self-titled album that came out after that. Um, but also uh, Less Than Jake's Hello Rock View oh, yeah. came out in 98, but it came out after Slowly Going the Way of the Buffalo. Mm-hmm. That album, I can't believe it's 20 years old now. It's yeah. it's crazy to think about Slowly Going the Way of the Buffalo being, being 20 years old. Right. But um, because I was a good Christian boy, I was also listening to Reliant K because mm-hmm. they dropped their their self-titled debut good charlotte's self-titled debut mm-hmm. and i remember picking up i remember picking up that album because i saw the music video for little things on the box does anybody remember the box i think we talk about the box in did our talk- next step okay which we've already recorded oh did Oh, do we? Oh, with, I think so. Okay, did we talk? Yeah, we've talked I think about the right. box at some point. We did talk about the box at some point. <laughs> it was the, it was the post MTV actual music video channel on, because I mean I don't I don't know what sort of wide broadcasting they had. I I mean I just assumed it was like a smaller operation, but right. evidently in Minneapolis people were watching the box too i think it was a national thing like you called an 800 number and ordered your music video i never i never ordered anything i, just I didn't was like, either but that's how it worked wow at least in the early days it's so antiquated to think <laughs> know, about that crazy. now it was like 3.99 a video or something what? <laughs> and that's why like certain videos would play over and over i remember bell biv devoe's poison <laughs> like so many times that was a good video i s- I, I don't remember that video at all, but I do remember <laughs> the good Charlotte Little things where they mm-hmm. called their dad a dick, and mm-hmm. I'd be I was like, like these these guys are <laughs> they're ruffians they're ruffians. <laughs> but I went on the strength of that song, I went and picked up the album, and because I liked the cover art, um, I thought it was kind of cool, and I busted it open, and I was pleasantly surprised and relieved to see all the love for our lord and savior jesus christ that the maddens were giving and not just um joel and benji but the rest of the band were they were all giving love to jesus so i was but they weren't like a christian band right they weren't even christians in a band well i mean why were they may have been but that wasn't like that wasn't the scene no they were not part of the 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 scene that we came about yes. um, in the Christian Christians in a band, Christian band scene of Tooth and Nail, BC, Solid State, uh, any any of that stuff. I think they fall under the same category as Newfound Glory for me, where I'm like, I think I saw them play with MXPX probably, but I never got into them. It's it make I'm curious. Would you feel? Do you? Was it fair to say that? Sometime around this album, your your connection to or interest in punk started to wane a little bit? I think that's true. Actually, I realized as I was listening to this album, thinking about some of the stuff that came out around then, that I felt really similarly about almost any pop punk band of that era that I've mentioned before. Like... 
MXPAX, Blink, D4, Five Iron, Goaty Hook, Suicide Machines, No Effects. Like, all those bands, I loved their first couple albums, and then others less as they got a little poppier. And I don't know what that's about. I don't know if it was, like, me getting older and kind of falling off, or if that was the scene was sort of changing and all those bands were changing their sound a bit. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's probably a little bit of both because they're the early two thousands, like two thousand to like two thousand three or four, there was a very specific kind of pop punk that you really you you saw the I don't know why, I think I think of um, the Good Charlotte Life's the the Young and the Hopeless is that what was that the one Lifestyles it was of the, that yeah, one yeah what's <laughs> of the rich and famous it's not the, well yeah that was that was Lifestyles close? <laughs> yeah I thought that was the song but I thought it was um, now we're coming back to our segment of where John and I Google things. <laughs> it's the best sponsored um, so by life, Google. Yeah. Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous, but it was on the album The Young and the Hopeless. Uh, so many ampersands. <laughs> so that album came out in 2002. Um, Before Everything and After came out in 2003. Mm-hmm. I also think about um, Yellow Card as mm-hmm. being another one of those kind of um, that era, yeah. 2003, Ocean Avenue came out. I don't know that um, at all. Simple Plan is another one of those right. bands that makes me think of... Um, what about Some 41? Okay, I liked I liked Some 41 because they had, they had a little bit of an edge to them um, in that they were not... They were poppy, but they... they st- they they kind of wore a little bit of their metal love mm. on their sleeves at times. So, the, oh, um, so some forty one's all killer no filler came out in two thousand one, and I was I saw them open for the Boss Tones. Uh, that's an interesting. Would <laughs> have been like the late nineties before they blew up, and I was like, I don't know about these dudes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they were sort of like the jackass of pop mm-hmm. punk bands yeah but from yeah, that Ke- whole era i kind of i was sort of checked out by that point that's so that i think that'll inform <laughs> some of your opinions about the, perhaps the coming albums we'll see yeah but it, it at any rate i think when you think of this era when you first get your driver's license and this first taste of freedom mm-hmm. that you can get in a car, yeah. pop in a CD or a mixtape or, or mixtape or my case, it was, I don't know what kind of car you were driving in 1990 Plymouth Acclaim. Okay. So a sweet ride. <laughs> I, I was trying to remember the make and model of my car, but I think it was a geo prism. Best. It didn't, have um i remember when we my family first got a card that had a cd player in it because i was so excited about that because up until then we had those cassette tape adapters i had that for a long time yeah (laughs) that you you connected it to your portable cd player right you put the the cassette tape 
with a wire attached to it into <laughs> the disc, uh, into the cassette player, mm-hmm. and put in your CD. You put on that anti-skip that sucked the batteries away. <laughs> yeah. And you tried not to use anti-skip because you knew it was going to drain your batteries. But then you like had to like drive slowly over bumps, or it was going <laughs> to skip your CD. Yeah. But but that but that time, I just think about how you're driving around with friends, and I was listening to the all of my mixed CDs that I was making because now we had that technology right. of a cd burner in our computers mm-hmm. and you could make whatever mix cds you want i have i've found a ton of my mix cds that i made with my very questionable uh choices and <laughs> some of some of songs <laughs> that i chose to put on there but i did post recently on instagram my I like MXPX oh, yeah. mix CD. <laughs> it's the best. That had like three exclamation points on it that I definitely made in and around this era of mm. of um never passing moment, maybe maybe a little before the album came out. Um gonna take a super quick break and then then we're gonna jump into the ever passing moment. The mm-hmm. album this episode is actually about. Yep. back we are talking the ever passing moment didn't you know that's what this episode is about this is the end of the mxpx 90s chapter it is this album's fulfilled their tooth and nail contract it's a brave new world yes so you know even though and we learned this even though this was their second album out on a and m this was technically their first right a and m full album because um i guess the the slowly was still in conjunction right with tooth and nails so um this was their first we are on a and m we are no longer affiliated with Tooth and Nail. So, John, what were your initial thoughts when you first got this album? I think, I mean, like I said, we were at the point in albums where I was sort of feeling um, a little disconnected from how close I felt to their earlier albums, but I feel the same way now that I did then, which is almost like, not that I created this and the next one on a curve but like it's so different from the earlier stuff that i was kind of able to accept that it's just like a different kind of sound and i like the sound it's just a different kind of sound so whereas slowly was like half stuff i liked and half stuff i wasn't totally on board with um this is like completely different sound entirely kind of yeah it it while slowly going the way the buffalo had while it was a very tight album it still felt punk and yeah. as opposed to this album which felt 
I mean, it's I'd still call it a pop punk album, but sure. it the edge mm-hmm. was a little it's buffed out a little. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, and I'm not necessarily saying I'm not saying that in a bad way. Sure. I I'm stating what I feel like is a objective objective factual statement that it's not as hard or edgy or i mean there's not there's not a fist versus tact no or inches from life no or uh or on this album so well it was so it was produced by jerry finn yes whose thing was kind of taking scruffier punk bands and giving them sort of a poppier sheen yeah you know Jerry Finn, the guy who he worked on, I don't know if you've heard of any of these albums, um, Green Day's Dookie, Jawbreaker, Dear You, Pennywise, About Time, Rancid, Now Come the Wolves, Suicide, Machines, Destruction by Definition. I don't, no one's, they're Animal sort of like, too. Blink Sentiments. Well, State. I was going to say, like, oh. um, oh, did, was he, did he do that one too? Mm hmm. Yeah, he's he's um he's a big deal. Yeah, he and sadly he died mm-hmm. super young yeah. and um I I I cuz yeah, he only he died what how old was he? He was 30 he was only 39. That's pretty crazy. Oh my god. That's only that's 4 or 5 years older than we are right, right. now. That's so terrible that i i I mean i just because yeah he died almost 10 years ago now at this point but Mm -hmm. um yeah he 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 worked on some of the biggest pop punk bands and just pump the just in 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 general just like some of the biggest punk bands that exist right now Mm -hmm. um blink 182 afi some 41 alkaline trio green day morrissey mxpx rancid um so yeah He's he's a big deal, and so this is no discredit to him. This album sounds great, um, just next to slowly, or you know, S G, S G T, W O T B. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's it's just a very it does sound like a very different album, and I think from what we you and I have both learned. Um, from researching this album for Mike, mm-hmm. this album had some influences that he was, some albums that he was, were maybe in heavy rotation for him in this songwriting period. Uh, one of which is Elvis Costello's This Year's Model. And I remember him, uh, uh, Mike, having a conversation on his podcast about the Tom Petty album Wildflowers mm. as a big deal for him during the Ever Passing Moment era. Um, so, John, did you have any sense of either of these artists uh, when when you were 16 years old, 17 years old? Yeah, I mean, I remember him. I saw them that summer on the Warp Tour after this came out. And I remember him talking about the record being influenced by Elvis Costello uh, at that time. And I remember him saying that at other shows. And I had been into Elvis for a few years at that point. Really? You you were early? Yeah, I think 
I mean, so this came out when I was 17. So probably by like 15, I was super into like, um, yeah, this year's model. Um, my name is true. My name is true for sure. Trust. Um, yeah, I think it was mainly those first couple, but Trust was in there too. I think he, I probably came to him via so many bands talking about him being influential. Yeah. Um, and I, you can definitely hear that sound. There's a lot of kind of like Elvis Costello chord progressions where it's kind of like it goes into that minor four. Yes. It's a little bit. The minor. Yeah, melancholy, minor, but poppy. The minor chords on this album are so striking yeah. that they, that, that, this album it's it's just and again like it's just so strikingly different Mm -hmm. from any of their previous works and not i'm not saying it in any sort of negative way but when you put this album and say like this is an elvis costello Mm -hmm. tom petty inspired work you say okay all right i i can understand where where that might where that might make sense. Yeah. But for me, like I was a very Johnny come lately to both Elvis yeah. Costello and Tom Petty. I came later to, to Petty too. Yeah, I I for me it's been extremely recently. It's been <laughs> it's been <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Please continue. It, um like I remember maybe it was a year or two ago that I posed this question on Facebook to some friends like like I see people talking about Elvis Costello. Hmm. I understand that he's like as as a, as an influence for a lot of people and the handful of songs, popular songs I hear of his I'm like I yeah. what my name is true. You gotta the, see. Like I didn't understand. Like and, and I think you you were one of the people that responded to the post mm. and a handful of oh, other really? people. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, I like where do I start? Like because I don't sure. understand. He obviously he's significant. Mm-hmm. What am I missing? Sure. And and it wasn't an immediate thing for me. It wasn't like it clicked. Sure. Like I listened to. My aim is true a handful of times, and I was like, "All right, this is definitely different than just those handful of um, those handful of Elvis Costello songs that you sure. hear." Um, like, cause so, cause I worked, I worked in retail, and so you'd hear, you know, pump it up. Right. Or radio, Still a radio, good song. Good song. Um, no, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that they're not good songs, but like this, those, even songs that you like, if you sure. hear them over yeah, and yeah. over and over again, you're just like, all right, I get it. And when you hear them in the context of working a retail job, you're like, fuck, <laughs> yeah. all right, I get it. I hear this song it's on, on the radio, radio. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I get it. I will pump it up. I will pump it up. Um, but so, but also Tom Petty. The same way. It's like, how many times can I hear Free Fallen and be like, all right, guys, I get it. He's free, Free (laughs) Fallen. He won't back down. I get it. That's a great song. Okay, but (laughs) but there's something about being like, okay, I'm not just listening to this because it's on the radio. I'm going to come to this on my own. Yeah, so can we agree though that American Girl is one of the best 
pop songs of all time. You know, um, I so here's here's the thing about Tom Petty. <laughs> I I was listening to Mike's podcast and he was talking specifically about the Wildflowers album, and I was like, okay, if this was such a significant album for him this came out during the period or he was listening to it in the period of time that he mm-hmm. wrote this record i'll give it a shot holy shit like this album is so great yeah. and this... and like it came out in 94 10 year old andrew <laughs> Not ready for it. <laughs> was no. If I, I definitely wouldn't because this was really starting to come around the time when I first started to be introduced to punk rock, mm-hmm. and I started, you know, in and around the time when I would eventually discover Green Day mm-hmm. and The Offspring. Yeah, and this is also during the time of when grunge was really popular, mm-hmm. and so hearing about someone belonging in a field of wildflowers and finding some place to be free, you know, this, this would not have resonated with me at all. Yeah. But, but then I was thinking, what about a song? You don't know how it feels like to be me. It's like, I literally just played a song (laughs) (laughs) where I said that exact same sentiment. It's Mike's MO. Yeah. It's Mike's MO. It's, every coming of age mo yeah um but this album wildflowers is like and i feel like an asshole now that like i'm just discovering this album almost 25 years later after tom petty has died and i really feel like i missed something special yeah and it kind of it kind of bums me out but at the same time I'm glad this yeah. record exists. Yeah. I it's, can listen to it anytime I want. It's great that you've found it now. Yeah. I mean, Wildflowers, this was like the same time as Johnny Cash's American Recordings albums were happening, which was like Rick Rubin was producing both. So the Heartbreakers were Johnny's band on all those albums. And there was a lot of crossover there. So I think of that as being like uh, an entry point for me into to Petty a little around that time too. But I didn't know about I knew about the Elvis Costello influence. I didn't know about the Petty influence on the album, but that makes sense too. Yeah. I, yeah, he's definitely, he's one of those people that I'm really sad now that I can't ever see because I never did. And interestingly, I mean, Elvis Costello has been on my like bucket list forever and he was just about to tour and then canceled because he has like an aggressive cancer. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh man. So I really hope that he pulls through and I really hope there's another tour because I want to see it if I can. And I just saw Paul Simon like last month, cause this is his yeah. last tour ever. And I feel like there's this list of people that I really want to see. Who else? This is I mean, a question, a question posed to whoever's listening. Yeah. And this is just a, a brief aside, yeah. but like for like, we're getting to an age. And right. I think a lot of um, musicians of uh, who had a, a huge influence on popular music are mm-hmm. getting to a certain age where it's like, they're yeah, getting better do it now, you know, better, you know, now or never. Like I think of someone like Paul McCartney. Yeah. He's on my list as well. He's, he's not, I mean, he just released new music right. and it's really good. Like and it. I'm, I'm very impressed with him. Um, somebody else on my list that 
I feel like it's almost impossible to make this happen would be Tom Waits. He's my number one He's, on the it's, bucket list. I mean, he hasn't played his last live. He plays never. Very sporadically. Never. And I was in like weird locations. And yeah. Like there's no way you can be like, oh, let me book this Tom Waits, buy these tickets six months. In. No, he's... Right. Like apparently he played not that long ago at some random place, but then before that, the last time he played, I think was like, like the David Letterman, right? Um, like, like one of the last shows or something like that. Wasn't that? Was that I think so. Yeah. That sound right? Yeah. I was really hoping he was going to tour with Bad as Me, and it kind of seemed like he was going to, and then that didn't happen. So I really, I'm at the point where like I'm not expecting a tour, but if he announces like a random show, I'm going to travel to yeah. it. So we'll go together. Yes. No, I um, would. He's, he's been on my, on my yeah. bucket list. And Prince, Prince, just a quick yeah. aside. Prince was like on my number one for the bucket list forever. Shit. Shit. And then like literally the last time he toured, I was like, Oh, I really want to go. Well, I'll see it next time. And oh. so now I feel like Tom Waits must happen. <laughs> yep. No let, word, word to, to the wise. Like go if now. there, if there's does, they don't even necessarily need to be, if there's someone you really want to see, yeah. Make it happen, yeah. Because don't don't be like shit. Now I never, I will never see Tom Petty right. perform, yeah. and it's just too late. And you know, I've I've seen MXPX perform, but I'm and I a lot of my favorite bands. I've seen a handful of my really truly favorite bands live, mm-hmm. and and if you really. Just make it happen if you can. If you if there's somebody you really want to see, try and like. I know people like to shit on you too. Oh, I would love to see a YouTube. Oh, you show. gotta see you too. But the, it, it's so cost prohibitive. Sure, it's so insane. The next time they play an outdoor show, yeah. and you can get like relatively, I don't know, not insane tickets to like be on the ground, like. Yeah. That's that's the way to do it, and you yeah. won't be disappointed. It'll be okay. Fun. But you, so you have seen them? I've seen them many times, but I haven't gone to the last few tours because they've all been in the United Center or inside, yeah. which is a bummer. And I haven't really liked the last several albums, but they're they're super fun live. Okay, back <laughs> yes. to MXPX. So I was. I was into this album when it came out. I have mm. memories of listening to this album outside. I think like summer, like a summer day. I think I may have like had the album like on my boom box. I think I That's remember perfect. like, 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 yeah, just being outside, whether it's like washing the car or doing some yard work or something. I remember definitely doing that with, the MXPX live CD in my backyard, mm. um, doing whatever I was doing. And this album, I have a memory of being out front CD player, cranking this outside. Yeah. Um, it's a great windows down in the car yep. with your Discman connector album. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's get to, and we're going to have to announce our top three when we get to our our top three, but Let's this is uh, my life story, the opening track to the Everpassing Moment. I was 
great opening chords. Yep. Really love that intro. There are a handful of truly great opening chord mm-hmm. um, albums for MXPX. Um, I Life Story is one of them. Secret Weapon is, I think, maybe... Um, I guess we're going to have to wait to see the track suite, track sequence of the new album. Sure. But um, Secret Weapon, My Life Story, these are great opening track, mm-hmm. opening track songs. Um, next song, Buildings Tumble, um, which is um, my... Where am I? Yep, that's my, my, first, my first track. Number one. It is, um, well, at least it's my, yeah, my first one that I put on my list. All right. So we'll, we'll go with. I always go Descending Order, best to least favorite. Okay. Have you not been, are we algorithmly <laughs> doing this differently? Um, maybe. Maybe <laughs> I've just been doing by order of. Uh, Chronology. Yeah. Hmm. Um, we'll have to reevaluate some things. Well. It doesn't. It, it it doesn't matter. I I have not. It matters been. a lot. Okay. mistaken i think there is some keys in that song very subtle Hmm. keyboard flourishes in the background of of the chorus interesting can you can you hear it let me let me can you hit me with it again yeah let me see It's possible. There's definitely keys elsewhere on the album. Maybe a little organy. Yeah, something. Yeah, and I don't know if it's just like. Maybe the effect guitar pedal too, they have maybe. on the guitar yeah. or something, but I've always felt like I I feel like there are several songs on this album that mm-hmm. have some sort of keyboard, mm. and there is no one that mm. is credited with playing any of the keyboard. A new MXPX mystery. A new mystery. <laughs> Hop in the van. Add it to the list. Let's go. Let's go, this. Scoob. Zoinks! Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you have any thoughts on that? On yeah, I mean, we've kind of. I think Mike's vocab corner might be a thing of the past. I don't know if we. I mean, unless you know something I don't about some future records, 
we're not visiting that corner as much lately. No, um, it's he's not he's not busting out the fifteen dollar words no, or even the delivery corner a little less. No, but. Mike's emo corner is heavily populated. Yes. <laughs> including these opening lyrics, which um, rival anything on your emo <laughs> demo there. Waking up is hard to do when no one loves you. <laughs> it's just like well, quintessential also, emo. Also, when you look at the picture for My Life Story in the liner notes with all three yeah. of them holding oh, flowers. Yeah. That was good. And Mike's are like dead flowers all yeah. droopy he and looks flopping good, over. Oh, they all look like they've been standing out in the rain, looking like super soggy and sexy. Soggy and sexy. Soggyandsexy.com. Yeah. Don't go to soggyandsexy.com. Yeah, you don't want to go there. Um, yeah, there's the I Will Return to Mike Simo Corner for a few songs on the album. Yes. Um, there's also a heavier theology theme on this album, which we talked uh, yeah, about a little bit. It's weird. Um, they like, there's like... You know, you would think that in the MXPX discography, there would be sort of like a bell curve. Right. But this is more like a roller yeah, coaster yeah, yeah. Where, where it dipped down right. on the last album and, and then whoop, came right. back up in a big way yeah. on this album. I would say for the most part, it's fairly consistent with what we were talking about earlier, where it was a little more humble with the exception of one song, which I know you have strong feelings about, so we'll get to. But I do think, I mean, the chorus, he says, let the weak say I'm strong, Bible verse, shout out. Yep. Um, and, it, and it comes up again later, too. Well, so. it's, I mean, the chorus, the chorus is, I think, is great because it's a, it because the line after that, let yourself say I was wrong, mm -hmm. it's a position of humility. Yeah. And being and just accepting, like, yeah, I, I blew it because saying you're wrong or asking for forgiveness is, it's yeah. it's such a hard thing to do. It's almost like an inhuman thing to do to mm -hmm. to be like putting yourself at the mercy of someone else. Be like, hey, I messed up. Can we? Right. But, um, and but the. There's a part in the, a drum part in. Alright, no, I can't find it. Okay, so let's just move on. Let, let, it's let, good our, though. let our heart move on. Yes. To the um, extremely popular um, and one of the. The biggest hit they ever had, Probably, I believe. Arguably one of the biggest hits they ever had, and that's... Responsibility. Think about it. We'd be better off without it. 
Yeah, this this got to number 24 on the Billboard Modern Rock chart. And on the strength of that, they opened for Offspring in Cypress Hill on tour, which is a weird tour, and I did not go to that one. Nope, I missed Um, that one. I'm pretty sure I saw them on this tour. I think I saw them, I definitely saw them play at the Metro. Okay. Um, on this, yeah, I saw them on this tour. First Ave, which is the Metro equivalent. Yeah, Metro Chicago. It's going to find a lot of punk, mm-hmm. metal, alternative acts coming through that. Yeah, I. It's not my favorite one. <laughs> um, it's very much in the mold of, like, well, what do I know? Because okay, so I was mixed on slowly as we talked about, but that was their only gold album. Uh, this isn't my favorite song, but it was the biggest hit they've ever had before everything and after we'll get into, but that charted higher than any of their other albums. So like clearly the style that they were going for did resonate on a wider level. It just didn't feel in keeping with the punk roots that I was attached to. Yeah. Um, I, I was into it primarily because as I've stated in, Past episodes, I, I would co-sign anything from <laughs> sure. XPX. Yeah, yeah. But also, they performed this song on Conan O'Brien. That's a big deal. And I thought, and I was in love. Yeah. With Conan in two thousand. In two thousand, yes. I was. God, I loved Conan. I still love Conan. Yeah. I, but back then. But back then, yeah, I it was. I special. was yeah, it was his the late night with Conan with. With Max Weinberg and Andy and Joel, you know, it was a magical time. And seeing my favorite band on my favorite mm-hmm. late night show, it was just a merging of so many things to love. So, um, let's. Uh, anything else to say about the song that you're not into? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I remember the video with them playing golf or yeah, George caddies. George, George Wendt was in there. They yeah. were knocking people into lakes and Those stuff. Goofs. It Those was goofs. a it was a goofy video. But let's also keep in mind. So this was two thousand. So they would be twenty four. I think okay. twenty three, twenty four. Mm-hmm. That's still <laughs> pretty young. Pretty young. Yeah. I mean. To like to have like a youthfulness to your videos, yeah. it's like yeah that that makes sense right. to be you're still young. He's and still be like, young. Like I don't want this responsibility. It's like yeah that's fair. You're yeah. you're right. in your early twenties. Right. You know you're that's I'm still young. <laughs> and I'd like to stay in the way. a great chorus i really love it that does chorus. yep yeah it's 
there's there's a lot about this song to like. Lots of good harmonies on this record. Yeah. It's it's in the way that slowly going the way of the buffalo has a lot of tempo changes. Yeah. I think this album has really great melody yeah. changes and shifting like My favorite parts of a lot of these songs are the bridges, like we were just hearing, and I yeah. think that's in keeping with that Elvis Costello, Petty influence, mm-hmm. where the bridges are usually the most interesting parts yeah. of these songs musically. That's that that is a the Elvis Costello, you know, it's you you think you might know what's coming, you know where up. it's going, but then no, nope. whoa, ooh, what's well, I just what's got that? Elvis? Oh, <laughs> that's what the kids say. That's that's what everybody. That's what everybody says. Uh, okay, John, we are almost, we're on to five and we haven't gotten to. Well, guess what? This is your number one? My number one. It's my number two. All right. Boom. Prove it to the world. Best part right here. drum rolls yep. the build-ups leading into the verses yep. makes me so happy so is uh here's here's a true confession this up until yesterday was not on my top three oh. it got replaced interesting as uh, like the very last minute what what got axed will we get to that later we will get we will get to it later okay. but just listening to it, listening to the intro, listening yeah. to those drum rolls, like I'm like, this is just it's so good. It's so good. Later with the whoa oh, oh yeah. shout along, that's yep. great. When he yep. goes up the octave, I'm gonna prove it to the, the world. world. So good. <laughs> yeah, prove it to the world. <laughs> It's kind of a it's like Dolores. Yes. <laughs> you think that's where he got that's it? What it? Yeah, it was a little secret message. Oh, man. Is it just, it's a secret weapon? And their bombs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like the bombs and zombies. Oh, it's all Dolores. Connected. It's all coming uh, back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. Thank you. Um, the next song <laughs> is Educated Guest, mm-hmm. which is my number three Ooh, it could have made my list yep so yeah we're um six songs in and yep 
Everything's gotten so complicated Now you're older, now you're jaded Yeah, despise what you used to love Cursing everything under the sky above When you think back, does it ever make you cry? Like a dead man with the tears all in my eyes Crying, driving in my car Looking back on my life so far So good. Probably number four for me. God, that co- the chorus is those harmonies is outstanding. Man. Really good. Yeah, there's nothing to dislike about anything in that. Nope. Um, let's rip through these. Answering the question. Can I ant? What? Go ahead. My number three that, in terms of ranking. That two is, in terms of chronology. That actually is shocking to me <laughs> because I thought the da 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 da's too much what, for me. When I listened to this album, I was like, John's not gonna <laughs> like not gonna the da 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 da's. The da da da's maybe not my favorite part, but I love I love the opening. It's still in my head all the time. That da 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 da. Yeah. That's great. I love the chord progression, which feels especially Elvis Costello-y. Yeah. Um, I love that guitar solo sound at the end there. just has like a very unique vibe for them. Um, Yeah. I'm just, I'm into it. It's a different, different sound for them. Yeah. Um, I, this is, I'm curious about the meaning of, of this song because... It, it 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 doesn't you know I, the, the last verse love hate life and certain death all in just one breath mixed up straight down opened closed down created then unwound i think i mean we'll get to this with kairos time but i think there's a lot on this about sort of like considering moments in time as sort of encapsulating all of life's experiences that kind of thing okay i don't know <laughs> Da 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 da, you know. Da 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 da. da. <laughs> All right. Um, another. This this is a. Um, another theme that will be found, in. The next handful of albums, hmm. the next big thing about. Right. The celebrity nature of. Not the flesh nature. But no, the not the flesh nature, but the celebrity nature. Um, of of being in a band and being told what to like and being famous and that's and that's the important thing. Having it, Dave Grohl yelling yep. at you. I'd have Dave Grohl yell at me. Yeah, man. 
he's telling us to go. Music today isn't the way it's supposed to be. You like what you're told, and if you know it's good, then you'll let it play. It's someone to tell you who you are. Someone to tell you how to be. Someone to show you what you say. It's the next big thing. It's the next big thing. It's the next big thing. So you better be the same man. You go to the store, and it's the same bed for Johnny Jumper. Was the story that. Foo Fighters were recording in the same studio as them or something, and that's why Dave Grohl showed up at the beginning. I, I, I actually, believe that's the case. I actually, I actually have no idea, but um, I think it's rad. It's not my favorite. No. But you mean Dave Grohl? No, Dave Grohl's my favorite. <laughs> I mean... I, I, is that what you were saying? Dave, you hate Dave Grohl? John Potter hates Dave Grohl. That first Foo Fighters record, even the second one, those are pretty great. Yeah. Um, Are you talking about the color and the shape, or? Yes, that's the second one. The first one's just self-titled, right? Yes, that's correct. Um, Yeah, no, I just mean as a song. It's it's definitely in that mold of the responsibility, like a little single angling for. A little fluffy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, still good. Not too many feelings on it. A song I do have feelings about (laughs) is the next song called Foolish. like andrew <laughs> people just like me telling mikey threw his vote away he's, in his he brain just, too he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't know anything he's a fool you know but i think the takeaway is that i just haven't truly studied this historically <laughs> oh man well once you do once i do but you know up until that point it's it's just a little like whatever but the part that because so a lot of this is just sort of par for the course you sure. hear a lot of this in the previous albums that you just don't understand me right. just listen to me look in the book and you'll you'll see just open the book mm-hmm. um but the part at the end where he says, um, I'm not he, here to make you all agree. No, no. no. He says, oh, you yeah, turn yeah. away, you close your mind. Your heart's just not prepared <laughs> to find some meaning. It's tough. And, you know, 
And then the part, just wait and listen to that vo voice. It calls so quietly for you to make a choice. What will it be? So this, this touches on two issues that are consistent criticisms of atheists in that if they don't have God, they don't have a sense of morality, mm -hmm. they can't have a sense of purpose, or meaning because if there's no god then then everything's permissible right. as they say and and then there's the other point where he says just listen to that voice which might not be what he was intending but this other critique that atheists secretly believe in god sure. and they're and they're just being dishonest and so if you just listen that 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 thing, whatever that voice is, however you want to define the voice, mm -hmm. it's that's God, and so you just listen, and and the choice um, I'm assuming is that you will, because it it also feels like a threat, sort of like, you know, what will make, it be? What, what's going to be? What's it going to be? What are you going to do? Yeah, and. I honestly, when I listened to this album when honestly. I was 16, it didn't come across to me as a problem. Mm -hmm. And I remember us having a conversation that to you at Holly was, was a little bit like, uh, you yeah. weren't entirely sure. But it wasn't, because I haven't revisited this album as much as others. And so when I was revisiting it in recent months in preparation for this episode... I texted you and it was like, bro, because it hit me for the first time. Yeah. I was like, this is a little, this is a little rough Yeah, because it was probably the first time I earnestly listened to this song. Honestly. Listened. Since I've honestly given this song a listen since I um, recognized my unbelief. Right. Um, and it really just sort of bummed me out. Yeah. I, well, I really like the song musically. <laughs> I'll no, say that. It's No, I, um, that's the thing. It's like, it's a, musically, it's a jam, but, and I've said this in previous episodes, if I ever dislike or have an issue with an MXPX song, 99% of the time, it's going to be right. because a lyric doesn't land with me. Yeah. I remember as a kid feeling like oh okay when he's kind of like i'm not here to make you all agree like that felt sort of mature at the time compared to but then he follows but that the, up the with... line immediately following was what made me kind of be like oh um and although i will say yes the um your heart's not prepared to find meaning is harsh i actually thought an earlier part in the song was harsh when I was listening to it growing up, but I just realized that I was always saying the words wrong. So all that I can do is listen to you. All that you can be is out there, you'll see. I always thought it was all that you can be is empty, you'll see, which oh. I thought was really harsh. And I still don't really know what all that you can be is out there means, but just out there on your own, I guess. I don't know. Anyway. Maybe. Maybe you're alone. You're... Right. You have no meaning. You have no purpose. So you're just existing in a, in a maybe just 
a nihilistic right. universe that has no purpose or meaning. Yeah. I wonder if some of his defensiveness came from like, yeah, I don't know how much of that was based in them being sort of a, whatever, Christians in a band. Yeah. Playing a lot in the secular world. And if he felt defensive or I don't know what, if he felt obligated to write those lyrics or I don't know. Because it seems like at the same time, he was like over it. Like, I don't care. We're going to be who we are. And so he's like, don't tell me who to be. But then this song, if you're correct, it just seems like one big justification for like, for like, I'm a Christian, but... I don't know this, it, this, it, I'm able to deal with a lot of the early super Christian songs. Yeah. This one, it, it just really yeah. stands out as one that's just like, just kind of yeah. hurts. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. So let's Moving move on along. to one step closer to life. Tomorrow is just one step closer to death I'd say tomorrow is just one step closer to life And understanding and to know it's gonna be alright So in conclusion have I made my decisions clear With every passing moment of my life this year Well, not exactly, so that's what I am doing here No one's on display say this if steve kravak was doing this album mm-hmm. this song wouldn't have made the cut yeah i think it's it bogs down the album yeah. quite a bit and not to say i don't like it or the melody it just seems like after some of the other songs the the tempo is yeah it the tempo doesn't really change much no I liked it better when it was called GSF. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. No, that was my main takeaway at the time. Is like the opening sounds so much like GSF, but it's not as good as that song. Although what I do like, the tempo might not change, but the hi-hat writing increases with each verse. I like that. Um, yeah. I also always, whenever he sings the ever-passing moment part, I yeah. always think about the uh, Arrested Development line where Ron Howard's like, hey, that's the name of the show. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, the main thing for this song that I even thought about. <laughs> I was just thinking about another, it's like, um, what another Arrested development Developmentism would be like, um, didn't, did Mike think about the lyrics before he decided <laughs> to commit these to this album? He did. He didn't. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
but yeah, even as a kid, the part about Kairos time, I was like, whoa, all right, getting some yeah. some, some real theology in yeah. here. Yeah, I, as a kid, was in some Bible classes, and what I'm, like, half remembering from what I learned about Kairos and Kronos was, like, the Greek terms basically meant Kronos time is, like, as it unfolds chronologically, Kairos time is, like, measuring it by moments of impact and stuff. So I remember even as a kid being like, wow, that's pretty weighty stuff they're looking at here. I mean, and I also do appreciate the... um wonder enjoy life maybe mm-hmm. even relax yeah i is he I th- talking to himself <laughs> i don't know but i think that's an admirable yeah. goal for just about anybody to just because to go back to foot the song foolish mm-hmm. even if you don't believe in god you can experience wonder mm. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> you know i might I might even argue you might be able to experience wonder more because wonder comes in my pers- my understanding and perception is the sense of like awe and like a lack of like things that bring me wonder are things that just like I embrace the not knowing. Sure. So there's a yeah. There's, there's a mystery. There's a, to be embraced regardless of right. Whatever and you to s- and to and to to look and to uh, just consider the vastness of the universe mm-hmm. and to just be like, it's unbelievable and it's amazing and it's huge, and to just embrace the lack of not the lack of knowledge of it without being like. Let me answer that by saying, well, it's also amazing because it's God. Sure. You know, not, yeah, yeah. not, ta- not rushing to mm-hmm. um, assign the wonder to God or to some sort of some deity, but just like I've been, I've been able to come to terms with like saying, I don't know, or mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. And embracing the uncertainty mm-hmm. and it's it's certainly one of the most freeing things and um and wonder and enjoying life and relaxing are things that sure you know like or i hope everybody can experience wonder and and in life however whatever path whatever beliefs you may have because you don't need to subscribe to a particular theology to have meaning or experience wonder just get those shells out of your eyes you know there's oh, always so many shells i, in I mean there it's yeah i'm just i'm just spending too much time at the beach and now <laughs> exactly. the beach now the beach sucks mm-hmm. so all right uh unsaid
Yep. My favorite part of this one is later in the song when we get to the whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh, oh, yeah. and the hey, hey. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, 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 what kind of person would you be? That, that's another example yeah. of another, um, bridge that mixes it up. Mm-hmm. It's not a predictable Yeah, does bridge. some surprising yep. things melodically. Yep. Uh, here with me. Notable reverb on Mike's vocals hmm. in that song too makes me think of Elvis Costello. I thought you were gonna say Todd Glass because he loves the reverb. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah, let's just. Well, what I like to do with most MXPX albums <laughs> is I like to put it on my stereo and uh-huh. then just crank, crank the, the reverb. reverb hire all, a live drummer. Just hire. Anytime, I, honestly, anytime I listen to MXPX, I hire a live drummer, mic him, and then turn up the reverb on the mics for the drums specifically. Shout out to you talking you two to me and. Are you talking REM Remy? Yes. Uh, Scott, Sorry. Scott. Reverb vocals. Reverb vocals. Um, that to me is a striking part of that yeah. song. Again, the bridge with the guitar parts is my my favorite part yeah. of this the, song, which is you common. know the the guitar part to this song. It has a, um, it reminds me a little bit the twangy guitar of sort of kind of a callback to life in general with um, Southbound, mm. just mm-hmm. sort of like this twangy guitar it's not the same kind of sound but it just you know the feel of the outro on that song is similar to the feel of a lot of this record yeah so yep it's just sort of reminiscent to me Mm -hmm. all right on to without you an interesting opening yeah i got a confession to make my heart would break to hear you say goodbye. You're my every dream. You're the thread work to my scenes. You know that I can't lie. I, I can't stop thinking about you. I can't stop thinking about how my heart's a day without you. I just hate myself. Someone else to hear you say goodbye. 
more solid contenders for Mike's emo corner here. We got a uh, I just hate myself. <laughs> My heart's just empty without you. Yeah. Um can't yeah. stop thinking about you. Right. You're my every dream. Did did we already get your top 3? No. Nope. Still got one more. Still got one more. Is it Not yet. Oh shit. <laughs> This was on my top three up until yesterday. Okay. I could, yeah, I really like this one. So, yeah, the I had it on my top three, despite it saying the first step that I needed to take was giving God control. That's a struggle for me every day. I'm letting you all know, which is, I don't know if you ever had this back in the day. Um, the, uh, the concept in Christian circles of an accountability partner. Sure. And that sort of makes me think like, you know, bro, just want to let you know <laughs> these are my struggles right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just, I just want you, I just want to be held accountable. So let me just tell you about my jerking off habits <laughs> and you can hold me accountable for my, be like, ask me about my jerking off and I'll be like, Andrew, how's how's your struggle? How's your jerk off struggle? Yeah, struggling, bro. What what percentage of the accountability was about that one? Time? Like ninety nine percent. I actually felt like that was evidence of some maturity, like the humility of kind of saying like admitting it as a struggle. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm being too generous, but. I feel like the positioning there of being like, I'm going to be honest with something that's hard for me rather than like, you're doing it wrong, felt refreshing. So kind of, the, the reason, I, I know I'm making light of that accountability aspect, sure. and I'm not trying to be an asshole, but the, the reason... important for other things. So. Sure. No, like that, that to me was in my very Christian upbringing. Yeah, yeah. That was when I think of... When I think of it's a struggle and I'm letting you know my mind immediately goes to this accountability partner sure. thing. But the re one of the reasons I really like this song is the chorus. Yeah. It's undeniable. We're so much smaller yeah. than we think we are. And despite what it's, he says in the rest of the song, that is such a huge takeaway. And it is a humility yeah. and a position of humility to be like, Okay, let's take a step back. Um, think I was just talking about the size of the universe and right. wonder, yeah, yeah, and 
it's to talk about like, God, like we are so insignificant. I'm complaining about whatever, you know, whatever legitimate issues I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm complaining. It might be legitimate, but it's like we let's, you know, we're not, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. You know, that, that sort of thing when I think about, cause I, I, you know, I struggle with anxiety and, mm -hmm. and I take me medication for anxiety. And one of these things that people talk about, like talk about anxiety or things that you worry about for people who constantly worry and think about like, okay, what were you worrying about a month ago? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know. I can't, it's like, these things that we are so all consuming, sure. it's like we can't even remember, you know, a little time later. Right. But, and that's the sort of perspective I try and give myself, but this putting yourself in the large, anytime right. I look at this, the scale of the universe, mm -hmm. you ever go to like one of those websites that like continue, just like sure. keeps zooming out yeah, and you're yeah, just yeah. like, Oh my God. Yeah. We are nothing. Yep. Um, you so you have any other thoughts before we get on to your my number two in terms of ranking? It's your number two. But my three. I will one one final thing on it's undeniable. The last contender for Mike Simo Corner. If you're a loser just like me, then life hasn't been easy. <laughs> Poor Mike. Mike, you're not a loser, bro. Yeah. We, we love, love you, you, dude. We're we're your accountability partners. <laughs> we're also small. We're also small. We're, I mean, you, you just heard some of my tracks <laughs> from when I was in high school. Yeah. I was a huge loser. So, all right, John's number two. Mm -hmm. If I could. Here's why, and it's not because necessarily of the song itself, but maybe more so the placement in the album. Yeah. Because when you when we think of the ending of Slowly Going the Way of the Buffalo, or Southbound, or um, Dolores, or like... Any of the last yeah. number of closing songs for an MXPX album, 
they're so damn epic yeah. or memorable and there's nothing really about this song that pops to me it just seems every time it gets to the song i'm always surprised that it's the end yeah i i had the same thought um i think listening to it growing up until we get to the bridge which just really soars seems like yesterday seems like yesterday which reminds me of southbound and once i got there i was like oh this does feel like a good kind of ending note and then it goes into that sweet little mini bass solo the do yeah. Do, do, yeah. do yeah i just i love that it has a really punky opening it kind of goes into like a verses that are a little more emo like the rest of the album but the chorus is great i love it feels like they're doing interesting sounding things again it feels more like slowly to me kind of um but yeah the heights of the bridge that it reaches just knocked it up to number two for me i wish you could soar with me andrew i'm sorry i just i it seems like yesterday i was cruising down chico way you know you know i it's it's i just it's hard for me to soar with you when my heart doesn't have any meaning <laughs> that's true yeah you're not empty but you are out there yeah i thought you were empty i'm according to the lyrics and i'm a loser <laughs> well we're all losers we're all that's, losers that's good should we just keep quoting MXPX lyrics? <laughs> Obviously. What are we at here? Hour five? We might uh, have to chop this one up or something. Well, we shall we'll sh- we shall see. This is going to be a quick turnaround for an editing. So. Yeah, sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're recording this on, on Friday night, and it's coming out on Monday. So, um, got two and a half hours of editing. So, um, I mean, so should we <laughs> tease the next episode? D- chronologically real quick this episode is being dropped on july 16th the next episode on july 23rd will feature an interview with jason hockney zymet a super mxpx fan a um, producer of any number of mxpx digital media Mm -hmm. uh, productions physical media um, a wealth of musical knowledge super interesting guy and also a producer on the new the, 90s ska documentary the 90s ska pick documentary it pick it up yeah, which you can back on kickstarter until july 23rd yes which we should um, talk about yes we we've been talking about wanting to um contribute which i'm definitely going to i've just been super lazy about donating but if you haven't heard of the the ska documentary you should definitely go and check it out if you grew up listening to any ska in the 90s then it's you, got everybody it's got everybody yep. so check it out i'm i'm specifically excited about um five iron frenzy less than jake mm-hmm. um, suicide machines real big fish those are the those are my joints the list goes on. List goes on. Um, so yeah, that'll be that'll be the next episode. Will be that followed by before everything and after, and then what's after that? Of uh, panic. Panic, right? Yeah. I get into my yeah unfamiliar territory yeah. zone. No, you gotta do a deep dive into panic because yeah. that is a jam for sure. And um, yeah, so. Um, then we're going to need to discuss, because we did talk about doing, because at that point, 
the new album is likely going to be out. So in our general discussion before this episode started, we discussed maybe doing our, doing a quick episode about a first uh, reaction, first reactions and then getting it, getting back into it at a later time after we've had a chance to really, really get into it, Mm -hmm. but it might have to come out very quickly. Yep. Um, but because I know you are all looking for the hot takes Obviously. from us. Obvi. So um, um, before this breaks the three-hour mark, we should probably wrap this up. We should probably say to rate and review us. Yes. On Apple Podcasts, where you can subscribe to us. Also on Stitcher. Stitcher, Podbean, Podbean. iTunes. That would be oh so kind if you could do that. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram, Magnified Pod, uh, at Gmail as well. Um, I have we. You know what? Like a like a tool. There's an email that we that we got from somebody who listened to the pod, and we have yet to respond to him. So actually, we can, we can shout him out. Why don't we just shout him out right now? I'm pulling up his his email, but he 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 was the first person to send us anything in our email, and I haven't haven't responded to him. So his name is Jason. What up, Jason? Um, he I'm reminded of his name because he follows us on Twitter as well, and um, he talked about that they um, played. Do Your Feet Hurt um, by MXPX at their wedding, which I think is really cool. Um, I hope they rode off on a Vespa into the sunset. (laughs) Jason, please tell me that you guys rode off on a Vespa. That'd be, that'd be super rad. But he, he's, um, he said he loves the podcast. So really, we really appreciate that. So thanks. So if you guys, any guys, I know a lot of people hit us up on, on Instagram and Twitter, but if you have some other stories or things, well, feel free to shout them out. If you email us, if it's something in a longer form that you want to send to us. So, okay, let's let's end this. Let's do it, John. On the next pod, we'll talk to Jason Hockney's Iamet when it'll be time for a podcast at our house, and it wouldn't be the same without you. So join us, won't you? Everything's gotten so complicated Now you're older, now you're jaded You despise what you used to love Cursing everything under the sky